Hey guys, hope you're all doing well. Um, actually, I must look. It does look a wee bit not very nice weather today. Um, and I guess I will go on to explain, but now that I'm um, going to be spending a bit more time in Belfast, oh, it just looks like rain every day. Rain, 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 rain. Next Wednesday's supposed to be all right. I can be your weatherman. Um, yeah, so, look, I, you know, I, I, I told you guys I was going to try, um, travel back to the States, and, and I guess most people in America were, you know, very much of the impression that, you know, look, you, you'll be grand and, and things like this, but, you know, I, <laughs> I always sort of say this when I go to customs, like, it's fine, you know, when people tell you it'll be all right. But they're not the people that actually have to go. Um, so look, I did what I could. I had like the Boston contract, and um, but it just didn't matter. Like I got the check in, and basically what the the process of check in is that they they call before they check you in, before they do anything. Um, they call the embassy, or no, they call the customs. Sorry, and and you know they they explain your situation, and and then they they get a decision there and then on the phone. So, you know, I, I was only at the desk like a couple of minutes and she was sort of asking questions and, and then the lady at the desk went and spoke to probably like her superiors and things like this. And, um, you know, I could hear them saying, like she was saying, no, no, he, he has a visa. He's a professional athlete. He's a professional runner. Um, he has his like visa and, you know, he lives in Flagstaff, Arizona. And the lady who's obviously this lady's superior was going, like Helen, it doesn't fucking matter what visa he has. He's not fucking traveling. <laughs> and I, I did get a bit of a kick out of it. You know, they were, she was explaining like this. This like flight attendant was like trying to defend me. Like no, no, he's good. You know, he has like this professional visa. Um, the superiors going. It doesn't matter. Lots of people trying to travel have had visas, and you know, it's it's basically irrelevant right now. Um, so I was I was a bit bombed. And she came back to the desk and, you know, she said that she could fly me to London. Um, and then in London, you know, this would obviously be the next day, which was the plan. Um, she'd fly me or no, they'd have the lady in London would have to call U.S. Customs and see if I could travel. And so I I basically said, well, what's the point of me going to London? Like, could you not call U.S. Customs and ask them? And then she was like, oh, I guess I could. So that's when she called U.S. Customs and, and then, you know, came back and explained, sorry, that basically the only way to travel is you need some form of, um, I guess, look, if if America, you know, let's say Donald Trump wants to have a meeting with Boris Johnson, there has to be a legal way for Boris to travel. So what happens is the U.S. Embassy grants you some form of pardon or dispensation or you know you you're pretty much you're you're granted access and the rules don't apply to you basically um so that's that's the only way supposedly or you have a green card um so obviously i was i was a bit bummed um i mean i obviously i'm not too distraught because you know if i if i look at what's happened since you know, I was supposed to travel Wednesday. 
I didn't, I, I did a, I think I ran about an hour and 40 minutes Wednesday morning, a decent sort of long run Wednesday morning, knowing that the next lot of days would have been very little training. Um, so you come home, um, you, I, I unpack all my shit, make sure everything's back, being nice and tidy. And, and I, I kind of think, you know, once, once you go back to tidy place and like if I drink a bottle of wine, the night before and I wake up the next day and the night before I've already like been the bottle of wine, cleaned the wine glass, cleaned up the dishes, etc. etc. It's not too bad. Whereas when you come down the next morning and everything's still sitting, it kind of moves into the next day too. Um so I made sure when I came home and and you know obviously wasn't allowed to travel that I just okay I just reassembled the bike I had taken the bike apart basically just in case I wanted to bring it, but I ended up not bringing it because the travel bag didn't arrive in time. So I put the bike back together. Um, you know, I unpacked my suitcase. I, 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 I cleaned everything up. And, and so when I woke up Thursday, I just, you know, I just moved on. Like, um, you know, Thursday became a double session day. You know, I did K's in the morning, which, which went really good. Um, and then I jumped on the bike later that night and I did a little like bike session, um, like, uh, some sort of like tempo stuff on the bike. Um, and then Friday I took an easier day. Um, you know, I, I, I don't take too many easy days, but, um, you know, I, I've, I've been, you know, getting advice and working with, uh, working with a new coach and, um, it's something that, I think he would really like me to do more is like, you know, obviously like we train, which is important, but you can get stuck thinking I just have to build and build and build and build. Um, and I think, I think naturally that's something I'm really good at. It's just building and, and building layers on top of layers on top of layers. Um, but obviously like, you know, at some point you've got to recover and let, everything you've done sort of pay off like like training training is only useful if you absorb it it's not a numbers game it's not a it's not a whoever trained the most it's whoever trained the most and absorbed the most the and, and I, I could go on and say whoever trained the most and trained the best specifically for the race they're going to race and absorbed the most specific towards the race they're going to race. Um, that, I mean, that's the athlete that comes out on top. Um, so obviously a good way to know if you're absorbing training is if things are moving forward, you know. Now, things can still move forward and that doesn't necessarily mean that you absorbed as much of the training that you could have done. So sometimes you can get away with it and you can do too much and not recover enough and, and you'll still kind of move forward. But, but actually you'll find that you could have done three quarters of that training. And not only that, you know, not only have absorbed more, but you'd have actually been better off. Um, so it's just being careful. So Friday was an easy day. Um, Saturday I, I did, you know, as, as I've done every, most Saturdays, not every, but I did the Zwift cycling race um you know it's just an opportunity each week to do something different and it's really fucking hard um and you know that that definitely then crosses over to running because like you know 
if you're pushing and you're pushing at something that you're not used to, it throws you into like all kind of like bear in mind, like I just said, I think I did a, I, I worked it out that I did a, a race last Saturday on the bike, a race Sunday, a long run Sunday with Hills, a double session Tuesday, which was my, you know, sub 30, 10 K around the park. And then that night I did a bike session and then I did similar Thursday, but I did K's and a bike session. Um, Oh, Thursday, I didn't do a bike session. I went and cycled up over Divis Mountain, actually. That's right. But that's basically a bike session because it was fucking hard and it was hilly and, and it, yeah, it was tough. Um, but yeah, so like, you know, come Saturday for this bike race, like I'm certainly not fresh and it's a new sport to me. So, you know, I kind of get stuck in and, you know, the, the hooter goes or whatever and I'm just out of control from the start like and my legs are tired and I'm doubting myself and you know I'm looking at the positions and I'm a hundred and fucking 30th out of 160 and and fair enough it is the A race and there's other categories and I could be in the other categories and probably do a bit better but you know it's it's not (laughs) it's humbling because you know like it's not like I'm used to starting races and and you know a bad day is like 10th <laughs> out of 20,000 <000. laughs> you know like it, it's mad to me that like sorry that's not a bad day that would be like a London or a Dublin you know that'd be a pretty good day um <clears throat> but I'm not used to being a hundredth um and you know I'm just working my ass off and then I'm kind of like all right once it once I'm not very good on the flat parts so like I guess the flat parts require I I've, I think it's a couple of things. I think the flat parts require strength in the legs, like quad specific, I would say, and probably the other muscles too. Um, but not only that, your legs probably need to be fresh. And like my legs are never fresh, you know, like just, like I'm happy if they don't hurt. If they don't hurt, I think I'm going to have a pretty good day. Um, but that by no means, that doesn't mean that they're fresh. Um so I think what happens is I'm trying to push and my legs just get tired and then I sort of I get really angry and really frustrated but then it's like it's a really good practice because then I have to like rather than like you know like at one point I remember I think it was like 12 minutes into this race and I was just like fuck this like I might just call it you know this sucks um and then I was just like you know stop being a basically stop being a little bitch like just fucking crack on and so then I cracked on and then by like 40 minutes you know I'm starting to like feel way better and I'm starting to like pass people and I'm going up these hills and I'm obviously like obviously going uphill I can push way harder because the resistance is nowhere near like if you're ever on a bike the bigger the gear the the more strong you almost need to be in the quads and so on the uphill you know, you can be in a much lower gear, but like hypothetically, you're still going really fast. So I up on the uphills, I can get the heart rate up to like over 170, but on the flats, I can barely get the heart rate over 160. And that's, that's why I want to call it a day. It's not, it's not that like, it's just fucking frustration. Cause I'm just like, fuck me. I know I can work way harder than this, but my stupid legs <laughs> and I and I get so angry um 
but it's really good it's all about like taming the chimp you know like you have to just be like all right you know i know i know where you'd like to be with cycling but you're not a cyclist so think about it if you finish this race off will that improve you as a runner will it improve your fitness will it have been you know a more successful morning than like you know quitting and and that's the decision making so then you know obviously i crack on and um, there was loads of climbing in this race and so eventually it, it sort of started to suit me and I could work really hard but fuck it was 80 minutes like 79 minutes I think it took me and um, my like this is where like to put it into perspective my average heart rate was 161 and my max was 173 so my heart rate was higher for that 80 minute bike race than it was on Tuesday when I averaged 450 pace for six mile around Victoria Park. On Tuesday, my average heart rate was 160 and the max was 171. So like that's like that puts in perspective how hard you can work on a bike and you know how the benefits of that are definitely going to transfer over. Um, if I went and did 80 minutes, now my legs don't feel too bad this morning. If I went and done... Now, 80 minutes, you know, also to put things into perspective, my marathon heart rate in a race, and your heart rate would be a little bit higher in a race, um, I average 160, between 166 and 170 for a marathon, usually 168. In Doha, it was 170 because of the heat. Um, so I'm not saying because I average 160 in the park and ran, you know, the best part of a sub 30 minute 10K, that all of a sudden we'll do the maths. If you can average 160 in the park, you know, surely then you should be able to do that for a marathon. I'm not saying that. That's not always the case. Um, but it's a good sign. Um, so, but you know, if I went and did 80 minutes at the moment between 160 and let's say 165 heart rate, look, you're probably looking at, you know, sub five minute mile pace maybe 450 that that's what it's been recently um, in fact i think i've done four sort of threshold stroke tempo runs recently and they've all been 450 450 etc etc um but you know if you do that for 80 minutes you're going to probably run 15 mile and you're going to wake up the next day and you're going to be pretty sore um where that's that's kind of like the skill of the bike for for a for a decent amount of time when you get off the bike, your legs are in a world of trouble. Like a world of trouble. They're they just seem flooded with like lactic acid. But what I've learned to do um is a little bit of a warm down on the bike, which helps. Obviously some recovery food. Um I'm lucky to have the SIS stuff, so you know I can use the science and sport, regal recovery, maybe a, a protein bar from science and sport. Um, a hydration tablet and then I put the Normatex on and then later that night I always go for a run and when I first start the run I usually feel pretty pretty shitty but then four or five mile into the run and things are just it's therapeutical it's better you know my heart rate starts to come down the speed I don't need it to increase, but naturally it kind of does. And that's just, I would say that's all the garbage and lactic and fatigue just sort of like rinsing out of the system. Um, and I and I think that then really helps recovery. Whereas when I did the first few bike races, 
I didn't warm down. I didn't go for a run that afternoon or evening. And I'd wake up the next day and I could barely walk down the stairs. My quads would just be absolutely loaded with shite. Um, so, yeah, going back to travel, knowing what I've done since not being able to travel, which, I mean, you're probably looking at, you know, the best part of, what's that, two hours, three hours, five and a half, five and a half hours of exercise, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and that was with a very easy day Friday. Um, you know, I'm not too, I'm not too upset about it. You know, I'm, I'm obviously, if I'd have traveled, I'd have made the most of it, you know, um, it would have been great to be able to train with people again. It would have been great to, you know, get back in the gym because the gyms are reopening and, and there definitely would have been perks. Um, but it's not like I don't make the most of the situation that I've got here. Um, you know, I just, I just sunk straight back into that sort of routine that I'd been in. So the plan is another, another pretty tough week next week not necessarily tough but just pretty full on um which will probably involve you know 70 to 80 mile i'm roughly running 70 to 80 mile at the minute um and then the bike stuff comes on top of that um and that's that's a that's a good shift i think the last couple of weeks here have been over 70 mile which you know may not seem like a lot but you know i only really run yeah, 76 last week, and this week will be about 75. But if you look at it, I only really do about 90 in full training. So, you know, you're probably only about 15 miles away from full training, but you're doing four to five hours on the bike, and some of that's really intense. Um, so it's, it's, it's good training. You know, it's not necessarily super specific to anything um but it's but it's definitely good training so another another week of um slightly more relaxed um sorry another week of pretty much full on um and then i'll take a week another sort of easy week and again you know i talked about easy weeks on the podcast before and um if i if i did a bike race at the end of an easy week fuck me it would be far better um and and like I, I purposely don't because the whole point is that I'm using the bike as a means of training. I'm not using the bike to like, I'm not going to, I don't, it's not necessarily the right phrase, but like, like to show off, you know, I could obviously take an easy week, jump in one of these swift cycling races and be way better. Like, like uh, I'll give you an example. Like when I took the easy week, which is pretty much three weeks ago now, um, I took an easy week. And the easiest part of the week was the Friday and the Saturday. So the, the whole week had been much, much easier, much more relaxed. You know, everything was a bit slower. Sessions, instead of an eight-mile tempo, it was a four-mile tempo. Instead of six or seven by a mile, it was only four by a mile. And the intensity was way lower. You weren't tempoing it. 450 you were tempoing at five minutes etc etc so by the time it got to thursday friday or friday saturday you know you're already feeling pretty good and so friday was only four mile and saturday was only seven and then on sunday morning it's when i did the 18 mile um you know i did the long run and i ran the last four mile between 445 and 450 now that was brilliant 
but it was still a fucking 18 mile morning. You know, I think I ran 18 miles, sub six minute mile pace for the average. Um, and then that night I jump on the bike and I do the mountain climb that I would do. And I did a massive PB, like a massive PB. Um, and I, and I could feel the power in my legs. So if that's how I can feel having ran, you know, 18 miles that morning, of course, you know, if I took the two easy days, an easier week, and then specifically sort of two easier days before, you know, I did one of the, one of the Zwift races, I think the performance would be a lot, lot better. Um, but that's not the goal. And this, this is something that I need to remind people, like, it's not the fucking goal. And if it's not your goal, do you know, do things that aren't moving you forward in, in running, in life, in, in, you know, you just have to, yes, it would be nice, but it, it would be showing off. And it's not, I'm not going to fucking win. You know, I'm not even going to be close to winning. I was 80th on Saturday or 83rd, I think, yesterday. So I might move up to like 60 something, like, but at the same time, like, it's still, to me, it still feels like just, like you're trying to prove or show something with no, with no benefit. You know, even if I fucking won, what does it matter? It doesn't get you any closer to making the Olympics. It doesn't get you any closer to being successful at the Olympics in the marathon, etc., etc. And that's the goal. The goal always has to be, are you using the bike to supplement training, to train harder, to, you know, maybe even, even if it's just to exert effort during coronavirus when you're frustrated, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that because we're all frustrated. And if it helps you get through a time like this and makes you a fraction fitter, then it's fucking brilliant. You know, it's, it's a brilliant tool. But I, my, my, thing is just that constant reminder that it's there to serve a purpose it's there to help my running it's there to make me a stronger runner a better runner a more fit runner a runner that can push harder mentally um i'm not trying necessarily now of course i still get better on the bike even though i'm not trying to be like way better on the bike but of course, a byproduct of, you know, doing something four to five hours a week compared to zero. You know, six weeks ago, I had never been on a road bike before. And now all of a sudden, six weeks later, you know, of course, you're going to get better. So that's just natural. That's going to happen. But it's not necessarily the goal. Um, even though I have to tell you, midway through that Zwift race, I'm fucking fuming, you know, midway through that Zwift race, I'm taking a month off running and only cycling, <laughs> but of course I'm not actually going to do that, but when my emotions are high and I'm frustrated, I fucking am, I'm thinking I could fucking get really good at this if I didn't have to do three running sessions a week, um, and you know, like another thing I would probably do is weights, if I was going to want to be good on the bike, weights would be a big part of my program, you know, I, I'd make sure I could squat um like you know probably up to like 100 kilos you'd want to be the similar weight to what i am now like 60 68 kilograms something like that but definitely able to squat like 90 to 100 kilograms um you just you just need fucking power you need strength in those legs so you can just sit in that seat 
and just turn those pedals at a at a pretty high gear and it just doesn't hurt you whereas you know like if i go run at 150 to 160 heart rate it's a fucking breeze whereas on the bike 150 to 60 heart rate and i just constantly feel it in the legs um but yeah look so home for i i don't know i i like most people might be waiting on um trump to you know decide when he wants to reopen the borders that's fine you know i like i like i'm i'm old enough and ugly enough as they say just to deal with it you know take the hit and um you know it might not be a hit maybe it'll be better you know maybe using the bike and you know a bit more time back in ireland maybe you know it's not a bad thing so um still complaining that there's no physio um not complaining as such because I know people are way deep in this, way more deep than I am and struggling and uh, businesses, small businesses, families, kids, etc., etc. Um, but, you know, that would be a really nice luxury right now to um, be able to get some physio. Um, but look, that's all for today. Um, going to get a long run done. Um, and... Yeah, like I say, another another decent week of training next week. Um, another hopefully another strong week. And and by my count, that'll be one, two, three, four, five. Next week will be my sixth, pretty good week of training amongst all this. Um, there was one, two, there was kind of like actually sorry, one, two, three, four, five. There was about five weeks that you know, wasn't that impressive where I was struggling and training a bit recklessly and um, just living life, those bottles of wine and Chinese. Um, yeah, I was living life. Um, but look, I'm going to leave it at that, guys. Do crack on. I hope you're all doing well. And look, I, I do appreciate you listening. I know it's not um, the best circumstances, etc., etc. But look, the support. When, when people message me and they say, um, you know, I followed from the start and, and that, that's a really cool thing. Um, you know, even if it's 10 people, you know, even if it's like 10, 20, um, it doesn't really matter. It's just really nice that, you know, people, people do care and, 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 you know, people are supporting and following the journey. And, um, you know, I think it's going to be a good one. Like it's, it's by no means over, um, you know, I, I do think um, my Under Armour contract will get renewed and, um, you know, you could find that, you know, this journey continues for maybe two, three, definitely three, four years. Um, and, and, you know, by all accounts, like I want to I want to keep getting better. Um, and, and it's, you know, it's simple maths. If, if you keep getting better, then you do start moving down closer to 210, maybe under 210. Um, and, and then you can become really competitive. Once you get to like probably 207, 208, if, if I could ever get down there, then you're fucking racing people. You know, you're right in the mix and, and that's really exciting, both for me and, and anybody that watches and follows. Um, all right, you guys take care. Bye bye now.